Everyone, welcome to the book sale. Wow, it has been some time. Um, I'm grateful to be starting this podcast up again. I will say we went on a hiatus for the rest of 2021 because I have started another podcast and I was putting my time and energy into that podcast to build that one up. And that podcast is called Dear Hallmark. And for everyone out there who listens, who loves Hallmark movies and TV shows and everything related to the Hallmark world, that's going to be the podcast you want to listen to. So I'm grateful to be back, to be back in the boat, taking this journey with you guys into literature. And my goodness, do I have so much to catch you up on. Um, First, let's go into my favorites of 2021. Let's start there. I will say while I was building the Dear Hallmark podcast, I didn't read as much as I would have liked to. I had set out on this lofty goal for 2021 to read at least 24 books and I only read 15 (laughs) So I read less than I did the previous year than in 2020. However, I still came across some gems that I think is worth your time and attention for sure. There are three books that I want to bring before you that I hope you will invest in and read for yourself. These three books are in three different genres of fiction, but all within the Christian fiction category. So the first one is titled A Rumored Fortune by Joanna Davidson Politano. And I actually had the pleasure to interview Miss Joanna. If you look further down um, into the dear, I'm sorry, (laughs) into the book sale archives, you'll see that episode where I kind of get her, I get her heart and her thoughts behind writing it. And it's, oh, she's such a beautiful, thoughtful writer. I love how she engages God when she writes. And what impacted me the most about this book is how she was able to express God's heart from John 15 in fiction form. That's where I became undone. And I said, this woman is a talent and a treasure in in this regard. And I can't wait to meet to read more from her, which I do have. I'm so grateful she sent me her newest book called A Midnight Dance that I'm excited to get into. I'm definitely going to save that one. That seems like a very fall one. Uh, we It does have a historical backdrop, much like A Rumored Fortune. We are in the 18th century, I believe, or 17th. I think it's the 18th century, if I'm not mistaken, in A Rumored Fortune. And so the premise behind that book is that we have a young lady who lives on a vineyard. She's away on vacation with her mom. And her mother gets a telegram or a a note that she needs to come back to the house immediately. And upon coming back, she is told that her father, her mother's husband, of course, has died. And so now they have to grapple with the death 
of her her mom has to grapple with the death of her husband and this young lady has to grapple with the death of her father and so through trying to uncover what happened to her dad how he died there is a fortune that is rumored to be buried somewhere on the premises and it is a family legend that there is a, a treasure buried so hearing of the passing of her father, these family members begin to come over and visit and want to, they come over under the guise of wanting to console and be there. But as a reader, you can tell that they have ulterior motives for wanting to be there, that they really want their hands on that treasure. And so I, oh gosh, this is just, this book is just so beautiful and even the way the romance is painted between the young lady and our and her romantic interest who is this vintner who has been hired to take care and run the vineyards it's definitely an enemies to lovers because she is <laughs> he's very much like, listen, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Let me work. And she's like, listen, I hear you, but let me tell you what it is. <laughs> I, and I love how like you could feel the chemistry bounce off the page, no matter if it's print or ebook. It's such a beautiful book. But through throughout the course of the book, you see how as we get more involved with the workings of a vineyard, how John 15 is woven throughout the principles that we see in John 15 is woven throughout the book. It's just, you guys, it's so beautiful and it's so worth your money and your time and your attention and your imagination. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. The next book I want to bring before you is Dust by Kara Swanson. I also had the esteemed pleasure of interviewing Miss Swanson in talking about fantasy and Christian literature, which is a genre that we're going to be doing a deep dive in for this upcoming season of episodes. Um, I've been getting heavily into the fantasy genre as I've been watching a lot of romance because of my Dear Hallmark podcast, and I'm one who used to read a lot of romance. So I'm finding that I'm, I'm kind of getting overwhelmed with both reading and watching a lot of romance. So as I'm watching a lot of these movies, I want to break away from the romance genre, and I've seen myself gravitate towards three genres in specific, fantasy, science fiction, and mystery. And so Dust was my first forte or foyer or deep dive, if you will, into the fantasy genre. And I'm grateful to say that I am not looking back. Dust is a reimagining or a retelling of the story of Peter Pan. And we are in London and there are two twins, Claire and Connor. Connor is has disappeared Claire, I believe, is a 19-year-old girl who's just trying to find her brother. She's barely making ends meet working at this, like, gas station convenience store or something. And she has this condition that whenever she emotes, whenever she's overcome with emotion, it's these flakes that give off specks of light begin to come off of her skin, almost like shedding dead skin. That that's what it looks like. And so she's always been ostracized for that. And 
um, she's been working with this tech guy and she finds out that through the tech guy, how her brother has been, he was taken by this man to into London. And so she's like, all right, I'm going, I'm selling everything that I have and I'm going to London and I'm not leaving until I find my brother. You guys, we find out that the man who takes him is Captain Hook and that her brother is actually one of the lost boys. But that's something that she can't seem to wrap her head around. And even the boy that she was working with is one of the lost boys. That's something that she can't seem to work her head around. So she's trying to unearth all of this backstory that she never realized that um, that she was a part of, all while trying to believe that the that the guy who was with her at this present moment is Peter Pan. It is such an adventure, and it's it's told in present time, so we're not in a historical period. Like we we are definitely in the present day and age, and I love having that gritty London city setting, and it's so beautiful. We also um got the second book called Shadow. So this is a duology and I haven't read Shadow yet, but I have heard that it is much darker than Dust. So I'm a little apprehensive to read it just yet, but I am excited to see how the story ends in Shadow. So I'm very, very excited about that. And lastly, a book that I want to bring before you is the most quintessential summer book I think I have ever read. It is my first time reading this author, and I'm so glad I did because I can't wait to read uh, I can't wait to read the rest of her catalog. You may have heard of her. Her name is Denise Hunter. She is no stranger to the romance genre. If I may say she's an OG, she is um, she's one of the aunties in the romance genre. A lot of her books have been turned into Hallmark movies, which is something that I'm also going to be incorporating with the Dear Hallmark podcast. There's going to be a series where I do book to movie adaptations. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but a, a, quite a bit of the Hallmark movies are based on Christian fiction authors' books, or a lot of Christian fiction authors write the story or the teleplays for Hallmark movies. And so you guys let me know if that would be something that you would be interested in seeing here or if I should keep that just exclusively on the Dear Hallmark podcast. But I think that that's so interesting. I'll give an example. I know Melody Carlson's The Happy Camper is being turned into a movie. Um, Rachel Hawks' Once Upon a Prince was turned into a Hallmark movie. Denise Hunter's A December Bride was turned into one of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. And that's just, oh, and Melody Carlson, who was an OG in the Christian fiction teen space, she wrote All Summer Long, which is so beautiful, played by... Autumn Reeser and Brennan Elliott love that one. So that's just some little trivia, some little factoids for you. But Bookshop by the Sea is just so beautiful. When I tell you, you could smell the salt in the air. You can taste the fried fish and chips that they're eating. You can hear the rain pattering against the shingles on the roof. You can see the tension between our two leading um, our two leads, Aiden, and I forget the, the young lady's name, the main character, but it is a, it is a love story of how two former loves find, find each other again, um, given natural 
disaster circumstances. It's it's a page turner. Literally, if you have a plane ride, let's say you have a three-hour plane ride, I promise you, you would devour this book in that time. You would devour this book. And I told, I um, wrote this to Denise on her Facebook page. This book, I, oh my God gosh it needs to be turned it doesn't need to be turned into a movie but depending seeing how a december bride went i would love to see bookshot by the sea be turned into a hallmark summer movie i think it would be so gorgeous or even an up tv movie so gorgeous so gorgeous so that was those are those were my three favorite books from 2021. What I'm most looking forward to getting into in 2022, like I said, is the fantasy genre specifically. What I'm currently reading is a book called Fox by Nadine Brands. When I tell you my mind is being blown to pieces and bits, it's being blown to pieces and bits. This woman's mind is fantastic her word choice her tone her pacing her character development I am so invested in this story and in this characters and I'm only like 30% in um this if you haven't heard of Fox published by Thomas Nelson it is a fantasy retelling of the gunpowder plot did you hear me is this is this thing on? I said it's a fantasy retelling of the gunpowder plot. Help, Holy Ghost. Because, first of all, I didn't even know what the gunpowder plot was. So thank you for provoking me to do research. I'm in it to win it. I cannot wait to finish this. Um, oh, I'm so excited. And I think after this, I need to dive back into the King Raven trilogy by Stephen R. Lawhead, which is a Welsh and also fantasy retail. Or is it really a fantasy? Mm, pseudo fantasy, but it's a Welsh retelling of Robin Hood. I am on the second book of that trilogy called Scarlet, where we get William Scarlet's view of Robin Hood, which I love. It was a, an abrupt transition from reading Hood. I finished the first book in 2020. Um, and when I tell you it reads like an epic movie, it reads like Lord of the Rings. And Hood is a multi-perspect, a multi-POV book. So you're getting points of view from our leading lady, Hood, and about two or three other um, major players. Whereas in Scarlet, it is specifically one person's point of view told in the first person. However, we have multiple timelines. So when we meet Will, he's in jail and he's telling a scribe, because I think he got caught, you know, from Robin Hood's gang. He got caught. And so now he's telling a scribe about his time with Robin Hood. And so it, as he's telling the scribe, we're going back in time and are, are actually living these things out through him. And I love how even in the telling of the story, sometimes the plot is broken with the scribe coming in saying, wait, what do you mean? So are you telling me that, you know, like really making it um, Scarlet going back in time? And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So that's something that's on my list to finish before the spring, as well as finally getting into Terry Blackstock's If I Run. I was watching one of my favorite um, booktubers, Celeste 
I think it's Celestia or Celeste. She's a Christian fiction booktuber. And she said the If I Run series was her favorite from 2021. And when I tell you, even in my Christian fiction readers group on Facebook, people cannot get enough of this mystery series. She is the godmother of mystery as it pertains to Christian fiction genre. Apparently, you cannot put this book down. You have to read the whole series. It's such fast paced. It's an adrenaline rush. And I just, I'm so sick of hearing it. I want to read it. And I have the first, I'm literally, I'm like, I have the first book. So I need to get into that book before the spring. So Fox, Scarlet, and If I Run are the three books that I'm trying to finish before the weather breaks um, in March, like the end of March. Well, you guys, I'm so excited. I might as well just tell you this now. I was going to break this up into two episodes, but I'm just, we got a lot to catch up on. So Amazon is releasing the Lord of the Rings. They're doing a Lord of the Rings series, which is starting September 2nd. And I've never read the Lord of the Rings books before. So I figured this is the perfect opportunity and giving the perfect time to read the Lord of the Rings books. So those books are going to take up my spring and my summer, not my entire list, but be that as it may, most of those books are going to be on my list for spring and summer. I'm going to be getting into those books and I'm excited and The Hobbit as well. Um, I'm excited about that and I just want you guys to journey into Middle Earth with me. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts as I read the books, and I'm going to rewatch the movies as well. I know my brother is super excited. He's like the Tolkien to my Lewis because I am a heavy C.S. Lewis Narnia fan. He is a heavy Tolkien Lord of the Rings fan. And so now that, you know, this is, this is coming out, I thought... I could dip into my brother's world. And because when I tell you my brother is a fanatic, y'all, he is a Tolkien nerd in the best way. Like, he has the extended editions of the movies. He has the books, but also, like, um, I don't want to call it fan fiction. But there's been other books written, like, on Tolkien. And even, like, a Christian worldview of Tolkien. Like, there's so many side books that can support like you know Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings world like that's that's my brother <laughs> so it's it's cool to kind of get into his world and get into this Tolkien world especially as a Narnian a self-proclaimed Narnian I should say um, but I'm excited to venture into the best friend of my grandpa you know I figured it's only right because I'm such a C.S. Lewis fan that I also get into Tolkien because they were such close friends. So I'm excited to get into into the Lord of the Rings series, both the books and the movies. And I'm going to be giving you guys updates on how I feel. Because uh, it is a serious fandom. Let me tell you, Lord of the Rings is a serious fandom. And I know if Amazon messes this up, they are going to hear about it. Apparently, one of my friends on Facebook, when I po did a post about it, um, he said that it may be some explicit content. I pray it isn't. They really don't need to muck this up. Like, they don't need to muck it up. They really don't. Like... We didn't even get that in the movies. So why are we doing it for the series? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. I'm still... Okay, Netflix, you're up. Amazon has a release date and I'm waiting on this Netflix Narnia series. What is going on? 
But you know what? This is good because I'll focus on Lord of the Rings at the moment. And then when they announce the Narnia series, that's when I will reread the books and watch the movies of the Narnia series. So you know what? Take your time, Netflix. But by the end of the year, you better announce a date for the Narnia thing. That's all I'm saying. Or you're going to hear about it. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Y'all, thank you so much. I am so glad to be back. The book sale is back in terms of schedule. I can't call it just yet, but I definitely wanted to give you guys an episode to let you know that I'm still here. Books are something that I'm still passionate about, and I still want to talk with you guys about books in this vein. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. What do you think about literature? What do you think about books? You can leave me a voice message. There's a link in the show notes for it. Um, and again, thank you guys. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.